0: Are are All right, Celtics fans, we are back. With another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DePosito, and the Celtics escape with a 102-100 victory against an extremely undermanned Memphis Grizzlies team. I'm going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through play of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, but before we dive into that, this is one of the most undermanned teams I have ever seen. Eight guys missing from today's game because of injury due for four of the Memphis Grizzlies, including Celtics' former point guard, Marcus Smart. Uh, this was supposed to be the first time we saw Marcus Smart since the trade. Uh, unfortunately, going to be out three to five weeks uh, because of an injury. However, Couple points during this game and after the game, we saw Marcus Smart uh, hanging out with some of the Celtics guys, uh, and which was just—it's good to see, right? Marcus Smart was such a big part of this team for so long, uh, and it was just good to you know see him again. Granted, it wasn't on the floor. However, now the first time that they actually play against each other will actually be in Boston, so Marcus Smart will have his actual homecoming, which is nice to see. Uh, but To get things started here, I want to dive into player of the game, and I think it needs to go to Kristaps Porzingis. This was a game where Porzingis absolutely came out and was destroying the Grizzlies early on. After the first quarter, he had 12 points, 5 rebounds with 3 blocks. Uh, But Porzingis ended the game 26 points, 8 rebounds, an assist, a steal, 6 blocks on just Insanely efficient shooting. 9 of 13 from the field, 0 of 3 from 3, which makes that 9 of 10 from the field inside of inside the three-point arc. Kristaps Porzingis was simply unstoppable in this one. Uh, 8 of 9 from the free throw line. The guy's just doing everything. And the defense was the part that just made this so impressive to me. Uh, you're talking, like, down the stretch, just... Insanely big plays over and over and over. Uh, one of the best plays of the game was a baseline cut. Drew Holiday found him through an absolute bullet pass. I don't think there's a single player in the league that is making that catch, but Porzingis caught it, God fouled, led to two free throws to tie the game at 100. Had another big cut and finish from Jason Tatum to go up 102 100 with a minute left. And then Massive block at the very end of the game as the clock expired uh, that would have tied the game at 102. Celtics got lucky in this one. Memphis Grizzlies had a wide open three with six seconds left that they missed, and the Celtics would have ended up losing. Uh, with that being said, Porzingis, there's really not much that you can take from this in a in a negative manner. Everything he did tonight was pretty solid. He had a pretty quiet. Start to the fourth quarter, Uh, 22 points after the third quarter ended with 26. We already talked about his four points uh, being in the last two or three minutes. So the beginning of this game, the beginning of the fourth quarter didn't do a whole lot. Uh, Kind of seemed out of the offense a little bit. However, down the stretch, this is just unbelievable basketball from Porzingis. And throughout this game, you watch the way the Celtics kind of fed him down low. This is exactly why the Celtics brought him in. This is exactly why they traded Marcus Smart, why they were planning on trading Malcolm Brogdon for him originally. Like the amount of just sheer dominance that Porzingis has in the paint, the amount of mismatches that he can take advantage of is unmatched. Truly really solid performance from Kristaps Porzingis in this one. Uh, we saw some pretty decent performances throughout. I think, you know, frankly, next best probably Sam Hauser in my mind. Uh, this wasn't a phenomenal game from Tatum. It wasn't a phenomenal game from Jalen Brown, uh, but Sam Hauser really played well in this one. Fifteen points, four rebounds, two steals on five of seven from three. Sam Hauser continues to just be in a three-point assassin playing really, really good basketball in this one. Uh, But he has been for the last, I don't know, two weeks. He was a team high plus 17 in a game they only won by two. Played 22 minutes in this one, probably could have played more, uh, but really, really strong performance from Sam Hauser. Uh, You saw, in spurts, really good minutes from Tatum, JB. But throughout the rest of the game, I mean, you look at Jason Tatum, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, a block. All great, right? 8 turnovers, 4 of which were offensive. We'll talk about that in the second half here. Uh, Jalen Brown, 12 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. So defensively, you saw pretty good performances from both Tatum and Brown. However, Jalen Brown, 5 of 16 from the field, 1 of 7 from 3. And we talked about Jason Tatum's 3-point performance last game. He was 1 of 11. Right? So two straight games, you've got your two biggest stars, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, really throwing up bricks from downtown. But this is one of the worst turnover games that we've seen from any Celtics player in a very, very long time. And again, four of the eight turnovers that he had came from offensive fouls. Uh, so you know, take that with a grain of salt. He's not just throwing rockets out of bounds, uh, but really just not ideal. And I'll save the rest of it. I guess I kind of just dived into it anyway. Uh, But when you look at the the rest of the positives from this game, uh, I think from Drew Holiday's perspective, this is another game, frankly, that he didn't shoot very well. However, down the stretch, he had a couple of just big, big moments. He had a nice steal and a dump to Jalen Brown for a big bucket to tie the game in 86, uh, and then just a, a huge Huge pull-up three to go up 95-89, and that obviously wasn't enough, but it was a huge moment when the game was really close, and Drew Holiday, despite not having a good shooting night, came out with confidence and hit a big shot down the stretch. Same thing with Derek White. Frankly, 10 points, three rebounds, four assists, a block, his daily block, right? Uh, But it wasn't really a great shooting performance from Derek White either. You know, 3 of 9 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3. However, similar to last game against Philly, huge corner 3 from Drew Holiday to go up 98-92. Literally exact same script is against Philly. Celtics had a a slight lead. Derek White hits a monster shot. Monster shot to go up 6 late in this game. So, again, guys that didn't have stellar performances throughout the game. Stepped up when they were needed most. Uh, So it was good to see. The Celtics in this one, listen, it wasn't a very good game, frankly. I think we saw pretty good minutes from Peyton Pritchard in this one. Uh, Seven points, three rebounds and assists. Two of five from the field, one of two from three. Wasn't great in that aspect. However, I think Peyton Pritchard moved the ball pretty well. Uh, He wasn't standing around. He wasn't getting beat on the defensive end. I thought he looked solid. We saw... Five minutes of Kata in this one. We saw three minutes of Lamar Stevens. Neither of them really did anything. Not really much to talk about there. But, you know, all in all, this wasn't a great performance for the Celtics team. Uh, fortunately, they walked away with the victory and proved to 11 and 2. This is a really bad Memphis Grizzlies team. Like they were bad before all of the eight injuries. So this was far too close of a game. Uh, with that being said, I do want to talk about some of the negatives here. Before we dive into that, I want to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. If you're looking to buy or sell in the near future, meet Deb Burke, your trusted realtor at Compass Real Estate, serving Massachusetts and New Hampshire. With a passion for finding dream homes, Deb is committed to making your real estate journey a breeze. Whether you're buying or selling, Deb's got your back. Reach out today at 978-930-4621 or email deb.burke at compass.com to start your next chapter. Let's turn your real estate dreams into reality. Are you tired of insurance options that leave you feeling lost in the dark? Look no further than Joe Lyman of Brightway Insurance. Joe goes above and beyond to find the perfect coverage for you. So whether it's homeowners, renters, car, commercial, or even pet insurance, Joe will make sure you're protected where and when it matters most. Contact Joe at Joe Lyman at BrightwayInsurance.com today and let him brighten your path to peace of mind. So whether you're driving, working out, or just relaxing, make sure to check out Joe Lyman at Brightway Insurance. Brightway Insurance, your beacon in the world of insurance. Hey, Boston Celtics fans, are you ready to experience the thrill of an epic game at the TD Garden? Look no further than SeatGeek, your go-to source for the best Celtics tickets in town. With SeatGeek, finding the perfect seats to catch all the Celtics action has never been easier. From courtside to the nosebleeds, they've got it all, and they've got it at the best prices. Plus, they even rate every deal on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you find the best value. But here's the deal. When you use the special promo code VSN, you'll get an exclusive discount. So why pay more when you can use VSN and save on your Boston Celtics tickets? All right, so let's talk through some of the negatives here. I already kind of touched on Jason Tatum. Uh, I touched on Jalen Brown. But the four offensive fouls for Jason Tatum were tough. Like, really, really tough. Uh, This is a game, you look, 7 of 13 from the field for Jason Tatum. Not a lot of shot attempts. The percentage is good, right? Shot attempts, not there. Jalen Brown, 5016. Even that, pretty light. Yeah, you look, this isn't a game where you got a lot of shot attempts. Celtics scored 102, uh, 77 shot attempts on the night. Like, that's just not enough. Like, you look at the Memphis Grizzlies, 95 shot attempts. We got outshot by, what's that, 18? They took 18 more shots than we took, and we somehow squeaked out a victory. And it's not like the shooting percentages are astronomically different either. You know, they were 39% from the field. We were 45, but three-point percentage, 38 to 38. We were 38.7, they were 38.6, right? But again, they took a lot more of them. The big difference in this game, we had 11 more points from the free throw line, and that was kind of the difference in this game because we got outshot from the field, at least from a a field goal attempts perspective, they outshot us from deep. Again, from a percentage standpoint, point one off in our favor. However, when you're taking 13 more, like that's a big difference. They had five extra three-point shots. That's 15 points, right? The Celtics, this was not the game plan that I feel like we've been following all season long. And that's, again, what makes this win win intriguing, but it's not the it's not the win that you want to see against a very undermanned Memphis Grizzlies team. This should have easily been a 20 point victory where you see all of the starters under 30 minutes, like sitting at 28, right? And this one, you've got Holiday at 37, Jason Tatum, 35, and then 34 for Perzingis, White, and JB. Right. And 34, like that's not a it's not a crazy high number by any means. The fact that you're getting 22 from Hauser and Horford and then another 15 from Pritchard is good, right? But the shooting tonight just wasn't there. A lot of turnovers. 17 turnovers on the night. And again, obviously when you've got Jason Tatum with eight of them, like that number is going to be inflated. Uh, but every starter outside of that, Porzingis, Holiday, White, JB, all of them, two turnovers each. Like, this was not a game that the Celtics really played well. And, frankly, it's kind of the second time I've said that recently, and they squeaked away the victory again. You know, so take all of it with a grain of salt. Uh, The Celtics just didn't play well in this one. We gave up 14 offensive rebounds. Again, 17 turnovers, 19 points off of those turnovers. Uh, This just, you know, you look at the way that the Celtics played – offensively at least, it was very disjointed. There was really no rhythm. There was no flow to the game. And part of that is due to a lot of offensive foul calls. You know, we saw uh, we saw one on Porzingis. Uh, we saw a lot on Jason Tatum, obviously. I think the the total number came to eight offensive fouls on the night for the Celtics. So in a night where you have 17 turnovers, at least eight of them, were not live ball turnovers because they were offensive fouls. Like, that's going to keep the transition points low because they're not live ball turnovers. However, still not where you want to be if you're the Celtics, right? Like, I think that there wasn't enough, you know, ball movement in this one. And it's the reason that you had so many offensive fouls. You have a lot of guys, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Porzingis, you have a lot of guys trying to do it themselves, you know, you don't really see offensive fouls as much when the ball is moving. You see offensive fouls when guys are trying to create on their own. And I will say there was one in transition with Derek White. That isn't really the case. It's not Derek White going up and trying to play hero ball. That's not the case in that situation. Uh, however, it's just it's good defense for Memphis. You know, this is a Memphis team that's missing a lot of guys. But give credit to the people that showed up. Like, they had pretty solid contributions from a lot of people. Jared Jackson Jr., obviously one of the best defensive players in the league, one defensive player of the year, uh, 17 points. Honestly, as a power forward slash center, like, he was playing point guard for the Grizzlies in a lot of this. They didn't have an actual, like, true point guard in this game. They had Derrick Rose out, Marcus Smart out, John Morant still suspended. Right, so their th- top three point guards all were missing from this game. So you've got guys like Desmond Bain, who, you know, he's not a point guard, very much a shooting guard. Triple J, clearly not a point guard as a center, uh, but both of them were kind of forced into taking over that duty. So this was not a a great defensive and offensive performance. I think a lot of the time in this one, the Celtics doubled off of Aldama and Bain, leaving wide-open shots. Aldama, 28 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals in this game. 6 of 15 from 3. Yeah, and frankly, it's not a a crazy good 3-point percentage. 6 of 15 is actually 40%, so yes, that's unbelievable. And then you've got Desmond Bain, 7 of 14 from 3, so that's 50%. So you've got a lot of guys going out there, shooting really well. You know, between the two of them, fifty and forty percent. Uh, the rest of the team, not not great from beyond the arc. However, the Celtics over and over and over kept helping off of Aldama. That just led to wide open shots, and it's the reason his shooting percentage was so high. Desmond Bain, give him all the credit in the world. The guy played unbelievable in this one, uh, and it wasn't because the Celtics were you know dropping off of him. It was because he was just hitting every shot he took. Give them a lot of credit. Played a lot of minutes in this one, 37. Aldama, 39 minutes. Right? Anytime you're missing eight guys, clearly, you know, some guys are going to play a lot of minutes. Uh, but frankly, this is just it's not not a game that you walk away with your head held high if you're a Celtics team. Now, what they've shown over the last couple games is that there is a multitude of ways that this Boston Celtics team can win. We saw We've seen them in the past, at least this season, right, win from hitting threes. We've seen it from both of the Jays. We've seen it getting the ball down low to Porzingis, taking advantage of mismatches, all right, and we've also seen guys like Derek White and Drew Holiday step up huge. So the Celtics have so many avenues to beat teams on the offensive end. Defensively, they've been solid pretty much all season long. You know, this wasn't, I'm not going to say this was a great defensive game, However, we still held the Grizzlies to 100 points. So while I don't like, like the eye test doesn't look phenomenal in this, holding any team to 100 is pretty good, right? Uh, so at this point, listen, take it as it is, Celtics won. Not a perfect win by any means, uh, but a win's a win at this point. So overall, Celtics improve to 11-2, and two, still the only team uh, – in first place in the Eastern Conference, we have a one-game lead over Philly, who also won tonight. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, two-game lead over them. Three-game lead over the Heat, Magic, and Knicks. Uh, Celtics improve to a six-game win streak. Uh, so it's, a, it's just an exciting time to be a Celtics fan. Uh, at this point, Celtics play back-to-back. We're at Charlotte tomorrow, play the Hornets, who, frankly— Pretty terrible. 3-9 and nine on the season right now. Uh, the Celtics can extend that win streak to 7 heading into our game on Wednesday against the Bucks. That'll be a big test. Uh, but at this point, you gotta keep rolling. S- keep stacking up all of these wins. It's nice to see the Celtics winning in a multitude of ways. I want to see it continue here. Uh, that's where we're gonna wrap things up. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Guy. Join our Facebook page Boston Celtics saw I died. If you have any friends that are huge Celtics fans, send them in the podcast, tell them to give it a listen. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah. You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who won't be the Celtics? Who won't be the Celtics?